Chapter Four of the Law and Medical Men. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Law and Medical Men by Robert Vashon Rogers. Who may practice? The law has nothing to do with the merits of particular systems or schools of medicine. Their relative merits may become the subject of inquiry when the skill or ability of a practitioner in any given case is to be passed upon as a matter of fact. But the law does not and cannot supply any positive rules for the interpretation of medical science. It is not one of those certain or exact sciences in which truths become established and fixed, but it is essentially progressive in its nature. No one system of practice has been uniformly followed, but physicians, from the days of Hippocrates, have been divided into opposing sects and schools. The sects of the dogmatists and the empires divided the ancient world for centuries until the rise of the methodics who in their turn gave way to innumerable sects theories of practice believed to be infallible in one age have been utterly rejected in another for thirteen centuries europe yielded to the authority of galen he was implicitly followed his practice strictly pursued everything that seemed to conflict with his precepts was rejected and yet in the revolutions of medical opinion the works of this undoubtedly great man were publicly burned by parcelius and his disciples and for centuries following the medical world was divided between the galenists and the chemists until a complete ascendancy over both was obtained by the vilists this state of things has been occasioned by the circumstance that medical practitioners have often been more given to the formation of theories upon the nature of disease and the mode of its treatment than to that careful observation and patient accumulation of facts by which in other sciences the phenomena of nature have been unravelled it is not to be overlooked that as an art it has been characterized in a greater degree by fluctuations of opinion as to its principles and the mode of its practice than perhaps any other pursuit that it has been distinguished by the constant promulgation and explosion of theories that it has all between the advancement of new doctrines and the revival of old ones and that its professors in every age have been noted for the tenacity with which they have clung to opinions and the unanimity with which they have resisted the introduction of valuable discoveries they still continue to disagree in respect to the treatment of diseases as old as the human race and at the present day a radical and fundamental difference divides the allopathists from the followers of hanuman 
to say nothing of those believe in the sovereign instrumentality the axiom that doctors differ is as true now as ever it was thus spake daily j the reporter observes in a note it may perhaps be safely questioned whether the sister sciences of law and theology present any such unity or certainty of opinion as might enable them to arraign the medical profession in great britain and ireland since the passing of the medical act of eighteen fifty eight every one registered under the provisions of that act is entitled according to his qualification to practice medicine or surgery or both as the case may be in any part of her majesty's dominions and to recover on any court of law should any patient neglect to pay his reasonable charges for professional aid advice and visits and the cost of any medicine or other medical or surgical appliances rendered or supplied by him to his patient but any one not so registered cannot recover any such charges in any court of law proof of registration is absolutely necessary for a recovery but it will suffice if the registration has taken place before the trial and as to who may be registered the act says any one may be who is a fellow member licensate or extra licensate of the royal college of physicians of london or of the royal college of physicians of edinburgh or of the king and queen's college of ireland or fellow member or licensate in midwifery of the royal college of surgeons of england or fellow or licensate of the royal college of surgeons of edinburgh or of the faculty of physicians and surgeons of glasgow or of the society of apothecaries london or of the apothecaries hall dublin or doctor bachelor or licensate of medicine of any university of the united kingdom or licensate in surgery of any university in ireland or doctor of medicine by doctorate granted prior to august eighteen fifty eight by the archbishop of canterbury or doctor of medicine of any foreign or colonial college after examination or who satisfies the council of education and registration that there is sufficient reason for admitting him to be registered in france the medical profession is divided into two grades in the higher grade are all doctors of medicine of the universities those in the lower grade are officers de sante in germany the right to practice is conferred by a state license granted on passing the stats examine the degree of doctor of medicine is almost always taken at some university after obtaining the state license in austria the right to practice is carried by the degree of doctor of medicine obtained from a university the legislature of every colony of great britain has full power to make laws for the purpose of enforcing the registration within its jurisdiction of medical practitioners including those registered under the imperial act
in ontario the medical profession is incorporated under the name and style of the college of physicians and surgeons of ontario and every person registered under the provisions of the ontario medical act is a member of the college there is a council in part appointed by certain educational institutions in part elected by practitioners this council fixes the curriculum of the studies appoints examiners and arranges the examinations of those desirous of admission to practice it also arranges for the registration of those who pass the examinations or had certain qualifications before july eighteen seventy every one who passes the examinations and has compiled with the rules and regulations of the council and paid his fees is entitled to registration and by virtue thereof to practice medicine surgery and midwifery in the province if registration is not granted to one he may compel it by a writ of madness registration is essential to entitle a practitioner to recover any charges for medical or surgical advice or for attendance or for performance of any operation or for any medicine he may have prescribed or supplied this last clause does not apply to any licensed chemist or druggist and if any one unregistered for hire gain or hope of reward practices or professes to practice medicine surgery or midwifery or advertises to give advice therein he is liable to a fine of from twenty five dollars to one hundred dollars and any one not registered who takes or uses any name title addition or description implying or calculated to lead people to infer that he is registered or that he is recognized by law as a physician surgeon accouchet or licensate in medicine surgery or midwifery is liable to the same penalty any person who willfully or falsely pretends to be a physician doctor of medicine surgeon or general practitioner or assumes any title addition or description other than he actually possesses and legally entitled to is liable to a fine from ten dollars to fifty dollars but it is not punishable to practice for love or charity and any one who has the degree of doctor of medicine may place letters m d after his name even though he is not a registered practitioner if he do not act as such for hire or gain while one partner was registered and the other was not and there was painted on the sign after the name of the first m d m c p and s o n t and after the name of the other only m d it was held that the use of the simple letters m d in contradistinction to the full titles of the partner on the same sign was not the use of a title calculated to lead people to infer registration and that the unregistered partner was not guilty of an offence under the act in ontario provision is made for the registration 
of homeopathists as well as of regular practitioners and as for the eclectics who were practicing in the province for six years before eighteen seventy four a physician practicing in another country and performing medical services for a patient then residing there may recover his fees in this province notwithstanding he is not registered a medical practitioner duly registered in england under the imperial act is entitled in ontario to registration upon payment of fees without examination in the united states the common law doctrine which favors the right of every man to practice in any profession or business in which he is competent prevails to a great extent and medicine being regarded by it as an honorific profession no apprenticeship was required but the practitioner always prescribed at his peril this was also the doctrine of the civil law which drew no barriers around either law or medicine any one who pleased might practise them without any previous qualification subject always to responsibility for injury inflicted upon others in the absence of any statutes therefore limiting the common law right to practise medicine inherent in every person the term physician may there be applied to any one who publicly announces himself to be a practitioner of the art and undertakes to treat the sick either for or without reward the common law knows nothing of systems or schools of medicine in its eyes eclectic botanic physiomedical electrical thompsonian homeopath reformed indian doctor cancer doctor indianopathist clairvoyant doctor and regular physician are alike the scales of justice are no more affected by the large doses of the allopathist than by the infinitesimal supplies of the homeopathist but the law will sometimes interfere where one not pretending to be a practicing physician uses a particular system in his own family a father during the sickness of his children and wife refused to provide any medical treatment except that applied by himself called the bronchite system which consists in pricking the skin of the patient in different parts of the body with an instrument armed with a number of needles and operated by a spring and then rubbing the parts affected with an irritating oil the wife and three children had died within a month the man practiced this exanthemic treatment upon them but did not even call in physicians who used that mode the superior court of pennsylvania deprived this believer in the bronchite panacea of the custody of his surviving children before the common law every one undertaking to treat the sick professionally and as the exercise of his vocation is legally a physician he has the rights of one and when he assumes those rights the law lays upon him the heavy burdens and responsibilities of the profession it is of course far 
otherwise if any statute prescribes particular qualifications for the practice of the profession and one undertakes to discharge its duties without such qualifications then he is doubly a wrongdoer first as against the statute and second as against the public who have a right to demand in him the ordinary proficiency of his profession in arkansas california connecticut kentucky maryland massachusetts michigan mississippi missouri new jersey texas and vermont there appear to be no statutory requirements regulating the practice of physicians or surgeons in virginia the practitioner only needs a license in alabama florida georgia louisiana maine minnesota ohio and wisconsin a practitioner must either have a license from a medical board or society constituted according to the law of the respective states or else be a graduate of a medical college in south carolina and the district of columbia he must be licensed by the medical board so too in delaware but this rule in delaware does not apply to those who practice exclusively the thompsonian or botanic or homeopathic systems or practice gratuitously or for what is willingly given them in new york state early in the century that no one practicing physic or surgery without a license could collect any debts incurred by such practice and it was a penal offense so to practice in eighteen thirty the unauthorized practice of physic or surgery was made a misdemeanor punishable by fine or imprisonment or both shortly afterwards the offence was made penal instead of criminal and it was declared the provisions should not extend to any one using or applying for the benefit of any sick person or any roots barks or herbs the growth or produce of the united states in eighteen forty four all laws limiting the right to practice medicine or surgery were repealed free trade in physic prevailed all examinations certificates and licenses were declared unnecessary the repealing act expressly permitted any person to practice physic subject to punishment as for a misdemeanor if he should be convicted of gross ignorance malpractice or immoral conduct however a change came and in eighteen seventy four the legislator declared that it was a misdemeanor for any person to practice medicine or surgery in the state of new york unless authorized to do so by a license or diploma from some chartered school state board of medical examiners or medical society or to practice under cover of a medical diploma illegally obtained the penalty for the first offence is a fine of not more than two hundred dollars for a subsequent offence a fine of from one hundred to five hundred dollars or imprisonment for not less than thirty days or both in eighteen eighty 
it was further enacted that no person shall practice physic or surgery within the state unless he is twenty-one years of age and has been heretofore authorized so to do pursuant to the laws in force at the time of his authorization or is hereafter authorized so to do either by license from the regents of the university of the state of new york a diploma of an incorporated medical college within the state or of one without the state approved of by some proper medical facility within the state every physician or surgeon except those who had been practicing ten years before eighteen eighty and a few others had to register with the clerk of the county where he practiced his name residence place of birth together with his authority to practice after the repeal of the old medical acts and before the enactment of the law of eighteen seventy four the new york court of common pleas had to define who was a physician or doctor and it said the words simply meant a person who made it his business to practice physic and it was wholly immaterial to what school of medicine he belonged or whether he belonged to any the legal signification of the term doctor means simply a practitioner of physic the system pursued is immaterial the law has nothing to do with the merits of particular systems the point came up in considering a case where an agreement of employment between an opera director and a vocalist provided for the forfeiture of a month's salary in case the latter should fail to attend at any stated performance except in the case of sickness certified to by a doctor to be appointed by the director the director appointed dr quinn a homeopathist signor corsi the baritone had a bad cold and a sore throat but would not consult dr quinn and proffered a certificate of an allopathist of his own choosing this max marizic would not take and he refused to pay corsi his salary the singer sued but the court held that the provision was binding upon the artist although the director had appointed a person in the practice of what is known as the homeopathic system of medicine the court considered it was error to attempt in the then present state of medical science to recognize as a matter of law any one system of practice or to declare that the practitioner who follows a particular system is a doctor and that one who pursues a different method is not it has been held however that where a regular physician is spoken of an allopathic is meant in iowa the court said as yet there is no particular system of medicine established or favored by the laws of iowa and as no system is upheld none is prohibited the regular the botanic the homeopathic the hydropathic and other modes are all like unprohibited though the regular system has been advancing 
as a science for centuries aided by research and experiment by experience and skill still the law regards it with no partiality or distinguishing favor nor is it recognized as the exclusive standard or test by which the other systems are to be adjudged notwithstanding the new york law of eighteen seventy four one can undertake to effect cures by manipulation without possessing a diploma he may even maintain an action for the compensation agreed upon although not a graduate and having no license to practice a man professed to cure by rubbing kneading and pressing the body the court considered his system was rather one of nursing than of either medicine or surgery and that it could not result in any injury to the person practised upon than that of possible financial loss yet in maine where a license is required even a medical clairvoyant was held to come within the statute and it was decided that he could not render his professional services without having the legal permission in england an unregistered person sued to recover his charges for galvanic operations and for materials and electric fluid used therein the jury decided in favor of the galvanizer and the court would not disturb the verdict as the work was done before the act of eighteen fifty eight came into operation but expressed a strong opinion that if the work had not been done when it was it would have been impossible to hold that the case did not fall within the statute a physician must practice according to the principles of its school there are distinct and different schools of practice allopathic or old school homeopathic thompsonian hydropathic or water cure and if a physician of one of those schools is called in his treatment is to be tested by the general doctrines of his school not by those of other schools it is presumed that patient and physician both understand this a person professing to follow one system of medical treatment cannot be expected by his employer to practice another while the regular physician is expected to follow the rules of the old school in the art of curing the botanic physician must be equally expected to adhere to his adopted method while on the part of every medical practitioner the law implies an undertaking that he will use an ordinary degree of care and skill in medical operations and that he is unquestionably liable for gross carelessness or unskilfulness in the management of his patients still the person who employs a botanic practitioner has no right to expect the same kind of treatment or the same kind of medicine that a regular physician would administer the law does not require a man to accomplish more than he undertakes nor in a different manner from what he professes so if one is employed as a botanic physician and performs his services with ordinary care and skill in accordance with the system he professes to follow 
that will be regarded as a legal defense to a suit for malpractice it would show a full compliance with his profession and undertaking and if injury resulted to the plaintiff he could blame no one but himself if a patient had not been deluded by any but himself and voluntarily employs in one art a man who openly exercises another his folly has no claim to indulgence the old mahomedan case cited by puffendorf with approbation is very much to the point a man who had a disorder in his eyes called on a farrier for a remedy this worthy gave him a remedy commonly used by his quadrupedal patients the man lost his sight and brought an action against the farrier for damages but the judge said no action would lie for if the complainant had not himself been an ass he would never have employed a horse doctor but when a case the converse of this came up the court remarked that stock and the human family are animals with many similitudes and some variances so that although it be admitted that one acquainted with the mode of treating diseases of the human family should not be relied on to select from the materia medica substances apt for the treatment of stock still we think it clear that one having a scientific knowledge of the diseases of men must be presumed to have so much knowledge of the diseases of a mule as to enable him to determine whether a disease with which the animal is afflicted be of recent or long standing an expert in the diseases of man is necessarily an expert in the diseases of animals so as to make his opinion competent evidence upon a matter in reference to which he will swear that his scientific knowledge has enabled him to form an opinion and so a physician was allowed to give his opinion as to whether the disease with which a mule was affected was or was not of long standing as he considered himself competent so to do from his knowledge of the diseases to which human flesh is hair although he knew nothing in particular about the diseases of stock as one who employs a homeopathic or botanic physician knowingly cannot object to his bill because he was not treated in the way usual among orthodox practitioners so on the other hand if a physician of one school is employed by one who has a penchant for that particular system and treats his patients according to a different system he cannot recover for his services if he fail to benefit the patient proof that one practices physic is prima facie evidence of his professional character and if one holds himself out as a physician and surgeon and acts as such the law will hold him liable as such a physician who merely casually makes up a prescription for a friend when meeting him upon the street cannot be called his medical attendant 
That term means one to whose care a sick person has been confided. End of chapter 4 Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.